Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. It's time to look at what's ahead for the rest of the week for investors. And we are coming off a rather lackluster session last Friday on Wall Street. Here's a look at the numbers. The S&P 500 was down 0.4%, closing at 4,410. The Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped about 100 points or 0.3%. The Nasdaq Composite was the biggest loser down 0.7%. And looking across the Asian trading day, it is also showing a rather subdued picture right now. Let's check in with Matt Taylor, Senior Director for FTI Consulting on what's ahead for the rest of the week. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good morning. Very well, thanks. Hey, let's uh, start with what markets can expect as we set up Monday. And we are coming off the back of a negative session on Wall Street. So what is going to be the focus, Matt? Yeah, it was a negative session on Friday, the markets ending lower. But if you look at the overall week, it was a pretty eventful week for market stateside. And we actually had the major indices all moving higher and actually putting in a fairly decent showing over the course of the week. And now what spurred that was, of course, the US Federal Reserve's decision to hold on interest rates for the first time in almost a year. The central bank deciding to see how those previous 10 rate hikes are filtering through the economy before deciding if there'll need to be potential further action later this year. Uh, the Federal Reserve did say when it handed down that decision towards the end of last week, though, that there are two more rate hikes coming this year, as indicated by the dot plot, uh, where the Fed's fund rate is set to sit at between five and a half and five and three quarter percent by the end of the year. But the market generally took this in its stride. So no change for now, but potentially something coming later, uh, which really had been baked into market thinking. But at least for now, there's a little bit of breathing space. We had inflation in the United States, surprising to the downside last week, printing at just 4% in the month of May, which was the lowest reading on the inflation front in around about two years, suggesting that those uh, rate hikes that have been over the past almost one year are having the desired fight to try and bring down inflation. Uh, but for the week, it was really positive. The S&P 500 up by 2.6% for the week, and this was the best weekly performance since March. Uh, and it's also the fifth positive week in a row for the S&P 500, the first time that we've seen that in a couple of years since November 2021. Uh, the S&P 500 is now up more than 26% from its bear market low. The Nasdaq up by more than 3% over the week. Uh, it's up eight weeks in a row now. That's the best winning streak since 2019. And the Dow was up 1.3% for the week, and it was its third positive week in a row there. So whilst we're weaker on Friday, some of that negativity mm. is flowing through into the start of the trading day this morning. Uh, for the week, though, it was a pretty strong week. Yeah, so we had a Fed hitting the pause button. The rally also going through with a pause. We'll see how that plays out. And there is going to be some optimism in the air as we see perhaps... Sino-US tensions start to thaw all. So what's the latest here? Exactly. So this was a, a really interesting meeting uh, that essentially is still taking place uh, over the next uh, day or so. Uh, a high-stakes visit over the weekend in China by the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, meeting with his Chinese counterpart in Beijing. Now, Antony Blinken meeting with the Foreign Minister, Gang and leading diplomat in China, Wang Yi, marking the most senior visit by a United States official uh, to China since President Biden took power more than two years ago. And we are really starting to see at least a little bit of a thaw in relations between those two nations. So this is seen as a really critical meeting to get those uh, relationships 
back on the front foot. Uh, and there's even talk that we could perhaps see a meeting uh, take place later on today between the Secretary of State and the Chinese President, President Xi. Now, the meeting between uh, Anthony Blinken and the Chinese Foreign Minister lasted for a longer than anticipated seven and a half hours, uh, and both Oof. agreeing to maintain high-level ties uh, and call for uh, stable, predictable relations. I know, right? Seven and a half hours. Uh, it's like a whole day, right? Uh, now, the initial visit planned by the Secretary of State uh, was back in February, but that was uh, pulled and, and cancelled or postponed, of course, after the emergence of that giant spy balloon over the United States that was deemed to be Chinese and later shot down by U.S. authorities. So, yeah, some good news on this relationship, which is, of course, important because the United States and China, the world's two biggest economies, significant trading partners, uh, and we know, obviously, the effects that the trade disruptions that we saw between the United States and China had on on the rest of the world and particularly on some countries like Singapore uh, as well in the region. Yeah, so those talks are being described as candid, substantive and constructive. And worth noting, US President Joe Biden is looking forward to meeting his counterpart in the next few months. So a promising sign for the two countries in the next few months and looking for what's coming up for the rest of the week Matt we've got central banks again in action exactly uh, it seems that every week we have some <laughs> central banks to talk about uh, and we do have a couple out in Asia this week both of these decisions are expected to be a non-event the central banks in the Philippines and Indonesia expected to follow the Fed's move from last week with no changes expected when both of those decisions, uh, of course, from BI and uh, the Philippine Central Bank uh, handed down on Thursday. Also this week, we get the release of the China loan prime rates as well, and we're expecting to see an easing, though, in those two benchmarks, the 10 basis point reduction in both the one- and five-year rate rates. That's after the PBOC, the central bank in China, cut interest rates last week, really surprising the market somewhat with that 10 basis point rate cut. Uh, and, in, and on Friday uh, in Singapore, we'll get some important inflation data out as well for the month of May, the so monthly inflation numbers, where, you know, we're talking about the US seeing inflation drop back to about 4%, so going in the right direction. Unfortunately for all of us in Singapore, it looks as though inflation is going to remain still stubbornly high. We're expecting to see the inflation rate in Singapore moderate slightly. Uh, the annualised rate, though, dropping to about 5.6% from the previous reading of 5.7%. So, uh, you know, prices still inflated in Singapore, it would seem. Yeah, last reading for Singapore core inflation back in April is around 5% higher than expected. We'll see if that heats up in the next reading. We've been chatting with Matt Taylor. He's a Senior Director at FCI Consulting. Matt, thanks for your time and have a great week in advance. Great, thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.